Hi everybody and welcome to Rob Evans 365. Once again, I seem to have forgotten the number. But anyway, uh, in the car again, sorry uh, about any road noise that I'm getting. I had to listen back to one I did the other day and uh, I think it was the Mental Toughness and Body Show and the rain was coming down and I thought, what is that sound in the background? And then I realised it was um, a fairly heavy rain hitting the windscreen at 100 kilometres an hour. Uh, it was just interesting to hear how it came through the recording. Anyway, uh, today I wanted to talk about tough decisions. Sometimes we have to make some tough decisions and have some really tough discussions with people that can make you feel uncomfortable. But one of the things that I have learned over time is everything becomes easier when you practice it. Right? We're not good at anything when we first start out, but if you practice things, then it becomes easier. I remember the first time I had to terminate an employee in a corporate environment and it's really, really tough. You think, how are they going to react? Are they going to be violent? Are they going to be verbally abusive? Are they going to throw things? Uh, obviously, it's you know somebody's livelihood as well, and it's going to have an impact permanently on their record, and uh, you know just how how that all plays out. So there's a lot of apprehension and a lot of planning, especially at a corporate level, when it goes into terminating someone. Because the ones that I was involved with involved fraud investigation, putting together all the facts, multiple, multiple meetings with uh, different levels of management and HR and executive management and so forth to make sure that you're doing the right thing and you're covering all your bases and you're not breaching any laws, etc., etc. Um, it's, uh, it's a really trying time. But the first time you do it, it's tough. But the more and more you do these things the easier it becomes. And, and it's never nice to have to terminate somebody, but I use that as a, a harsh sort of example. A lot of the time it's just having a, a tough discussion with somebody about something that you don't like. Okay, A lot of the time we go through life and we don't really tell people what we're truly thinking. Think about it in a customer service perspective. We usually don't tell the shop assistant or the... Um, you know, the service provider, that we're really not happy with what service we're getting. Um, you know, I, if I went out somewhere to eat, I would never ask for additions or changes or anything to my meals, but now I do all the time. So I'm like, well, hang on a second, I don't go out very often. If there's nothing here that I want on the menu or there's something there and I would like to have it adjusted, then I will ask for it. Yeah, like if it was a salad, I'd say, look, can I have the dressing on the side plate? Can I, have it, can I make sure it's grilled salad? Or can I make sure it's steamed vegetables rather than coated in butter and things like that? Um, so I, I just ask for them now and it doesn't even bother me. When I first, well, I didn't used to ask. And then when I first asked, I was like, oh, gosh, what if they say no? Well, if they say no, what's the worst thing that they can say? No. But you've got a 50-50 chance if you ask and they say yes or they say no. If they say no, you say, oh, why not? So we don't really do that. Oh, why not? Um, and so there's many examples like that. I think one of the, the, the toughest, hardest discussions can, to have can be with your, your partner, your intimate partner, or it could be your business partner. Because there's a lot of emotion, if it's an intimate partner, there's a lot of emotion involved. If it's your child, there's a lot of emotion involved because you have to have a really difficult discussion with them and you know that they're not going to like what it is that you're going to talk about. So you go through a whole lot of role plays in your head as to, okay, so how are we going to talk to your child about this or the person? What are you going to say? What are the 
what's the worst case, what's the best case, and what's the most likely case when you say these things? Uh, are you having a discussion that ultimately is, you gotta know the outcome before you're going in, but ultimately is that you wanna terminate this relationship? Because in some ways, you don't just wanna hurt people for the sake of hurting them, but ultimately, if you're committed to leaving at the end of the discussion, then it's gonna play out one way or the other. It's either gonna go well, or it's either gonna go badly. Simple as that. But sometimes you just need to have really tough discussion. I had to have one a couple of days ago with um, you know the leader of the group that I'm in, and I'm just finding it so frustrating being in the group. And I said, look, I'm just wasting my time here. And I said, here's my feedback. Uh, you know, I, I love having the connection with you and everything that you bring into my life. But I said, the rest of these people are draining. And I said, I'm wasting my time being here. And, you know, I wanted to talk to you about it. And she welcomed the, uh, the feedback. And it was, you know, given in a heartfelt way, very caring and very honest. And she appreciated that. Um, but I guess I have the ability to build rapport as well. And it's not like I just, you know, rant at somebody for the sake of ranting. Because anyone that knows me knows that that's not my style. Like, I have a deep caring about people. And I'm very, very loyal. And my intention in this discussion was not to uh, terminate the relationship with this particular person. It's to highlight to her how dissatisfied I am with this group and coming up with an alternative. So I said to her, look, I, I joined this group uh, because of you. And I said, I, I truly value our friendship and I truly value our relationship. And I see it as a lifetime relationship and I work on building those lifetime relationships now. This isn't something just to come in here for a bit, make some money and leave. This is about how do I form these lifetime relationships because I said to her, you bring a lot of value in my life. And I said, we're very different. I'm very left brain, you're very right brain. I said, you bring a lot into my life, how I can learn and grow about myself. I said, I can't get that from myself, but I can get that from a relationship with you. And I said, and that's a really beautiful thing. And I said, I want to keep nurturing our relationship. I don't want it to... Uh, you know, terminate. That's that's not my aim in having this discussion with you. With you, and she, um, you know, really was inspired by the feedback. Now, this is a business relationship I'm talking about. She's happily married, and all of that. It's got nothing to do with that. This is just about giving full and frank disclosure to somebody that I I care about, nurturing the relationship, but also, I guess, highlighting to her that there needs to be some change. And as she acknowledged, she said, look, one of my strengths is also, as in hers, one of my strengths is also a weakness, and that is I tend to just accept people for who they are and kind of just go with the flow. And if somebody is just, I don't know, lazy and, you know, toxic and all that kind of stuff, she kind of just lets it flow over her, whereas I'm frustrated by that and say, I'm wasting my time being here in this discussion when I could be networking with millionaires and billionaires and learning and growing and forming better, stronger relationships to, uh, you know, build my legacy and, 
and so forth. So that's the point that I was coming from. And I told her some, you know, some stuff about me to prove to her that, um, you know, I really value our relationship. I told her things that I don't tell many people. There's probably only a handful of people in my life that I've told, like, just certain personal things about me. Um, and they're just, I mean, they're just personal details that you don't share. I mean, then, yeah, I'm business stuff, that, then personal stuff. I just don't, I don't share with people because it's no one's business. Um, but I shared it with her so that she could un- really understand the value that I bring, the value of me, and the fact that I really respect her. So I think sometimes you just got to bring the tough love, but it all comes down to the delivery as well. You've always got to do it from a, I guess, a, a loving place, a kind place is my approach, and not hurtful for being the sake of hurtful. That's unnecessary. Unnecessary. So this was a fruitful discussion, and um, she sent out some communication uh, to the, you know, the broader group within an hour of her and I having the discussion, saying that we're you know, changing things and etc etc so um, yeah we'll see we'll see what happens one way or the other I will nurture this relationship and continue because she like I say really beautiful person adds a lot of value uh, in parts of my life that I just don't tap into sometimes and she's a reminder a really great reminder to me that Rob stop you need to listen to this part of you and so you know, it's it's kind of like how I, I keep balance and um, yeah, that's just I don't know. It's it's nice to have those people in your life. I think so. Don't be afraid to give some tough love sometimes, but think about how you do it. But don't be afraid. You've got to be courageous uh, in in doing this stuff. And I think that's one thing that I am absolute in. I'm courageous. I will step up uh, where it's required. And I'll step up for me first. Because, you know, I'm not going to just have people walk all over me. I'm not just going to stand idly by. Because you can always make more money. But you can't get back your time. And that's what frustrates me. And like, um, yeah, like I'm driving again here today. And this frustrates me. Uh, You know, being caught up in... um, you know, the, the traffic that's stop, start, stop, start. It's like, man, this is, time is money. I can be doing more things productive. I can be uh, lying in a bath relaxing right now if I wanted to. You know, it's about uh, taking away from the, the true things that I, I want to be doing. Having said that, I'm adaptable. So what do I do? I make sure that I record these podcasts while I'm driving so that I don't get home and then do it. I'm not wasting time. I also make sure that if I'm having meetings, I organise them when I'm in the car. If I have to catch up with the girl's mum to give a, you know, an update like I just have uh, before about uh, my daughter in the hospital because I attended a doctor's meeting, then this is the time to do it while I'm driving. So I don't get home and then have to have that discussion. Uh, it makes the time go faster. Um, yeah, I, I don't like you know, wasting, wasting the time and having those discussions at home when I could be doing other more productive things. So it's like I, I do it now. 
So uh, I'm, I'm very big on making sure that you are, are very efficient with your time, very productive because time is precious and always looking for opportunities to find those pockets of time, those snippets of time where you can be better utilizing your time. Because I guarantee you this, I'm surrounded by thousands of cars right now going both directions. And I guarantee you this, there would be probably less than 1% of people doing what I'm doing, particularly recording a podcast, but uh, making better use of their time. Meetings, you know, productive work. They're maybe listening to mindless music or something like that, but not proactively using the time better. And this is what I used to do as well. I would almost be brain dead going to work, going from work, generally speaking. Um, I'd be thinking about you know, what I had to do for the day and that kind of stuff, but not in the way that I do it now. Now it's like, okay, what am I doing for this 15 minute period of time? I've got to make sure that I'm being productive here. And that might sound obsessive, compulsive, whatever, but success only happens by taking action and taking a lot of action and conditioning yourself to take action and take action and take more action. Because what most of us do is can take action between eight and five, eight and six, something like that, and then there's no action. It's like sit, relax, eat, drink, sleep, do whatever. But I've found that when I have conditioned myself this way, I do work seven days a week. I do work very long days and hours. And when I have the opportunity to work more, I love working more. Why? Because I love what I do. And I don't see it as work. I use the word work here to describe it. But really what I'm doing is I'm just following my passion, loving what it is that I do. That's what makes life really exciting for me. You know, having a passion for business, having a passion for success, having a passion for growing content and, and giving content to people where people all around the world could be listening to this right now and deciding, well, do you know what? Yeah, I don't use my time when I'm on the train, on the bus, in the car to do these things. I could be doing this instead. And once you start to create momentum, that momentum turns into some more momentum in another area or just in this same area and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And before you know it, you start to see some results. I'll give you an example in closing. This year, for my final transformation, it's only you know like a week ago now when I'm or less than a week when I um, you know have my final photo shoot. This year, I decided to do it differently, and I decided to be more aware in the last 20 days of my caloric intake, and knowing that okay, well, this is what I normally consume: two and a half to three thousand calories a day. I'm going to take it down to 1,800 calories for from day 20 to day 10 so that when I got to day 10 I could take it down to 1500 I would change my um, protein intake I would change my high energy carb intake change my plant-based food intake as well because I only get one shot a year to try this and I was just 100% committed to trying this not knowing what the result would be but just having a sense that I would get a better outcome and I certainly did but from when I went from day 10, sorry, day 20 to day 10, I noticed a little bit of a change. And then I went to 1,800 to 1,500 calories. So a slight drop, 300 calories. But it was still like a 20% drop, 15, 17% drop. 
but day one, I didn't notice a change. Day two, I didn't notice a change. Day three, I can't remember whether I noticed a change. Maybe there was a, a slight change that I noticed. Day four, maybe, but not a difference from day three, but maybe a difference from, oh yeah, I can start to see that there's some, some change here. One day to go, absolutely, I noticed a change. But each daily change is hard to notice. But I knew that I was building this momentum and knew that I could achieve a fair bit of change in 10 days, the last 10 days, because you're going a little bit more extreme and then you're, you know, you're depleting yourself and you're of carbs and then you're loading yourself with carbs the last three days and you're loading yourself with an extra couple of litres of water a day and then you're cutting that out and trimming it down and it really made a difference to my midsection. Uh, it was really interesting. It's such a, a beautiful process, the way that your body works and how you can manipulate it with your nutrient timing. But it requires experimentation, which I did throughout the year. And obviously this part I could only do once a year, uh, which I did this year. Um, so really exciting and gives me a lot of inspiration for next year as well, because it wasn't as hard as I thought it would be. So my point is the momentum, building momentum. Day, day 10 out, I didn't notice any change. Day 9 out, probably no notice. Day 8 out, maybe a little bit. Day 7 out, maybe a little bit more. But certainly by day 1, it's like, wow, yeah, I noticed a difference. Wow, this is, this is impressive. So don't think that the little change that you do and then you do that same thing tomorrow is not having a difference. You've got to be consistent have to be consistent. All right, I'm out. I'm almost home, which is nice. Stay safe, everybody. See you tomorrow.